everybody. We are back. West Vancouver Magazine Podcast and another brand new feature today. Very exciting, especially for those of you who are into your cars and your supercars. We're calling this a segment Cars with Craig and Chris. Who's Craig and Chris? Well, Craig Turner, publisher, West Vancouver Magazine, Turner Media Canada is here with us today. Welcome, Craig. Hey, good afternoon, Kat. And we are here with Chris Graham, General Manager, Mercedes-Benz in North Vancouver. You are part of the Delari group of companies. You get to play with cars all day, Chris. Welcome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Now, we, again, I get excited about this every time we do one of these, but this one is especially awesome because not only is it our first Cars with Craig and Chris podcast, you guys are actually talking about a pretty rare Pretty spectacular supercar. On deck today, we have the Porsche Taycan Turbo. For those of you that don't know, this thing is amazing. It is a supercar in every sense of the word. It is an electric car. It's actually a little rocket ship. I got to play with launch mode here when you folks uh, test drove it with us the other week, which was a whole lot of fun. So you've both seen the car. You've both test driven the car. Chris, start us off. What is your first impression of the Porsche Taycan. Well, just the outside, the beautiful looks, the nice size wheels, the aerodynamics. It's it's just a gorgeous car to look at. And then when you get in, you're you're in the cockpit of a Porsche 100%. Everything is just well faceted, well made, beautiful looking car, and then the drivability is just something else. So it, it was an impressive vehicle for sure. Craig, you are a Porsche driver as well as a huge Porsche fan on top of everything else. What was your first impression of this electric supercar? Well, as Chris just shared, the outside is unique. It's getting tough today with technology and competition to make a body that stands out. And when driving the car, Cat, people did look twice. It was, you know, massaging my ego to say the least because it is, I won't say that distinctive or unique, but the fact that it's a Porsche and it's different onto itself makes a difference. Uh, inside the car, again, the build quality, the fit and finish, you'd expect it, but still so many high-end manufacturers, I won't say compromise, but they don't really go to the thoroughness that Stuttgart does in this case. Now, most people out there, and it's like there's more and more electric cars being seen on the road. Chris, you can speak to this having been a brand manager for several car brands in your career. You've seen a lot of cars come and go on the road. The electrics are starting to become more prevalent. Tell our, our listeners here, what is the biggest difference between driving what we would call a normal gas-powered vehicle and an electric vehicle? What stands out? I mean, they're vastly different. 100%. So to me, the difference is the, the way the car operates. So there's no transmission. It's just straight, like a, like a golf cart, basically. So you hit it and it goes. <laughs> it's very cart? Yeah, it's very fast. <laughs> it just goes. There's no there's no engine like change. It just, it zips. So in that Porsche, definitely uh, on that launch mode, it takes you into a different world. So it's an impressive piece for sure. Good. So now, does somebody go to the gas station to Craig? Does somebody obviously this car in particular is all electric? It isn't a hybrid, or is it? Well, it's actually full electric, full EV. And it's funny if I can think of where you're going here. We had a pal out, a German friend, and when we were out in the car, Peter showed me an app, and I was impressed not just to see the number of actual EV charging stations around Vancouver, 
but also around the province. I don't recall the number, but there was a lot of pin drops, and it gave me a confidence that this is just uh, not a flash-in-the-pan technology. This is here for the long haul, and of course, Chris can allude to it better with all of his brands, but the manufacturers are, in fact, really notching up here. In the next five years, there's an indication that EV might actually be more in production than traditional combustion engines. So this is a, a flyer uh, to touch on Tesla. Great vehicle, not a supercar slash high-end luxury, and by no means is that a criticism. This does, in fact, set the bar probably for the highest standards. We know other brands are coming on in the next year or so. Not so much because they want a market share, because they're already more niche, more Italian brands specifically, but the fact that in Europe, the EPA ratings are such where they have to have a, they have to uh, meet the standards or they're gonna be trimmed in their distribution and, and savings and sales. So pin drops, you mean there's much more charging stations available, there's longer ranges coming to cars that um, are maybe scared to go outside of the city in case you run out of electricity somewhere along the line. So pin drops meaning there's, this is now coming throughout, you know, not just in cities, you can get from A to B safely now with the charge on the cars and it doesn't necessarily have to be the take on here, just electric cars in general. So to dial back just a little bit, specs, this is a, a super car. This thing flies. Chris, tell us the spec knowledge that you have on the car with this because this isn't just a car you're gonna take to pick the kids up at soccer, although you probably could. You could, of course you you could. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you can for sure. It's, uh, it's a one speed direct drive. So the transmission is basically, you hit it and it goes. Um, you can get about 463K to a full electric charge, which is very, very helpful. Before, previous models were getting maybe two, if that. So the battery power and life has came quite a while. And then obviously the charging stations that Craig has said is all over the city. So everybody's diversifying and jumping into the full electric and every brand is following suit. And it's just gonna go that way, so. It is, it is the future, there's no doubt about it. The future is being developed. Craig, you touched briefly on the comparison to Tesla. Is this Porsche's answer to the Tesla? <laughs> Again, I like Tesla today, but this car, the Taycan, is a direct threat. Um, the one that we had, the Taycan Turbo, 670 horsepower. The launch control is like nothing else you could experience today. Tesla affectionado might disagree with that, but that's okay. Uh, the Turbo S is 750 horsepower. So compared to a, nine, a 911, for instance? A 911 on average would have 425, 450 horsepower. Wow. Good so question. a lot more with an electric, which is, is impressive to see the technology bring it up to that speed. Completely. There you go. Hey, um, what did you not like about the car? For instance, when I was sitting in it, it was, it was very foreign because there wasn't a lot of dials and buttons and, and bits in there. There's screens. I mean, this thing is like, a, it is like a computer that you're driving less than, you know, something with all the bits and pieces and dial, everything, you know, like you just kind of feel like this thing is from a, a future 
like it's from you know Back to the Future, but the future future. Like, it definitely it's just a is. It definitely it? is. It definitely is. It's just like our iPhones, right? Everything yeah. is so technologically advanced. But the thing is, obviously, on delivery, you get the full experience and you learn how to use it. And like anybody else, even our parents can operate an iPhone now, yeah. right? So you have to it, take lessons. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? That's if the thing is, you got to go back to the dealer and get another setup. You can do that for sure, right? So everybody will take care of you. But it is definitely out of this world. The technology is unbelievable, and it's just getting better. There you go. Was it hard to learn to initially, how did you both find it when you sat in, Chris, you go first, when you first sat in and, and took the wheel? What was the immediate differences you noticed that you liked and didn't like? Um, I didn't dislike anything. I thought it was just a Porsche cockpit. It felt pretty home. Like for uh, if you jumped in a Porsche before, you didn't feel anything different. Everything's kind of set up the same way. There might be some new technologies and stuff, but it, it felt very comfortable. It was It was a beautiful car. I was pretty impressed with it. Now, Craig, same thing to you. What did you immediately like, dislike about the experience of sitting in the driver's seat? First thing, and you can read this over the decades, the comparisons and the contrasts with automotive journalists that do this eight hours a day. Porsche is renowned for their fit, comfort, and feel. And by feel, it's like the switch gear, whether it's the turn signal, headlight switch, everything is so ergonomically correct. And more importantly, in this case, Kat, consistent. I felt at home, like my eyes closed, certainly wouldn't drive this car with my eyes closed, it's an eye opener. But it was very cool. Uh, something that stands out for people that aren't familiar with this particular model is the shifter. Well, there's not one. There's a little tab on the dashboard. It's basically park, drive, reverse. And <laughs> as simple as it is, you really get used to that uh, functionality overall. One thing that I did not like at a glance was first time I entered with the B pillar. That's the pillar by the door handle. And yes, the door handles come out to receive you when you're getting in proximity. But at my height being over six feet, the contour of the body comes around to that B pillar. So you've got to do a little quick yoga move to the left to get past the uh, door. But after two or three entries, it's like home again. Another impressive little feature was the screen. It's got a 16.8 inch screen plus the navi on the right of it. So, so it's just TV. a full, yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially. There's a lot going on. You it's feel like you're TV. in a spaceship, 100%. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good point. No, it's, when you sit in it, it definitely feels magical. It feels at first plain. And then when, it, when you kind of, I was going to say start the car, but there's another experience that was foreign for me. But when things light up, you begin to go, holy, this this is cool, yeah, right? This is fun, different and sure. cool. You get an appreciation for it right away. But um, again, having been in the, the odd sports car in my life or two, there's a roar. There's a feeling. There's a shimmy. A shimmy is the wrong word, but you can feel the car. Mm -hmm. You know, when that engine starts up, this is electric. There's no you know, ignition to it. There's no kind of ready for blast off anticipation for it until you switch to something called launch mode. Now, who the heck invented the, the term launch mode? Chris, they knew what they were talking they about. They knew what they were talking about because this thing, if I'm, I'm I should stop calling it thing. This, uh, a very impressive take on, it has the ability to mention G-force. Now, I'm no rocket scientist, but G-forces, rocket science, this is, when you lift off from the Earth's gravity, it, you pull a G-force. And it has a G-force monitor in the car. Which it does have a gauge you, on the dash. Which tells you something. You're here. in a jet. Yes. If you have never experienced, or if you never, um, not many of us have, I imagine, when you take off in a jet or a you know, big 777 in the runway, you feel 
that torque coming in. You feel that force of leaving Earth's gravity as you lift off. I could not believe what I was experiencing in that car, because when you launched it for launch mode, from zero to about, we didn't even get, what was it, 100 yards in the thing mm -hmm. before we must have been pulling close to, what, three and a half Gs? We were at three and a half Gs out of four on the gauge. Yeah. And that Porsche is the lowest coefficient drag on any of the Porsche models. Oh, yeah, didn't so know that. Interesting. Very I know fast. it's uh, acceleration, if you're curious about more specs, Catherine. Acceleration. Pardon me. Acceleration. Acceleration is a good <laughs> word for it, though, isn't it? <laughs> In this one, the turbo, it's 3.2 to 100. There you go. So, so for all the rest of you um, car geeks out of there, we will put the full specs up below. You can click on the links and find out everything from the size of tires to how long the body is to doors, two doors. Anybody know exactly what options come on these two models? Rattle off some stuff here for our listeners who probably want it. It's a four-door yes. sedan type configuration. Mm -hmm. Supercar, of course, and tremendous speed, zero to 60 in? 3.2. Uh, 3.2. That's yeah. got to be on the top end 60 miles an hour, of, 100 kilometers an hour. That's got to be on the top end of ratings for zero to 60. Yeah, and it's a pretty heavy car. It's about 5,000 pounds, so it's, it, it moves. There you go. There you and go. the Turbo S is 750 horsepower. That touched on and it's it's just interesting just to go back for a moment Porsche actually was the first the world's first hybrid going back to 1901 between 1901 and 1905 uh, Fernand Porsche worked with another fellow Lorner Porsche and they had a vehicle it was like a, a carriage if you will huge wheels every wheel powered its own battery system and it maybe went 30 miles an hour top but it's something to consider that. Uh, so it has a history. Technologies came a long way. Yeah, it has a base in technology. And they know what yeah. they're doing with this stuff. Off of People have liked cars right. for years, right? If you so. search it online, Lorner Porsche, I read about it a couple of years ago in the Porsche magazine, Christophorus, and uh, it was pretty much the entry point for the Taycon. And they had a different name. How for long does it. it take to charge? Uh, 45 minutes. Full charge, zero which to full battery? Is another great point. Other brands are upwards of three hours. There you go. So they supercharge at 800 kilowatts. Others are at 400. There we go. Do we have a retail list price on this? It's, I imagine this one's around 220. The one that we drove was optioned at 202,000. That you starts go. at 178, and uh, goes up from there. Porsche again, very personal, very able to customize to your satisfaction. They rarely say no. Well, there you go, with an entry price point around 178. I'm guessing this is a car best suited for real car enthusiasts or um, definitely high income earners, you think, or lottery winners maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Chris, give us your wrap up here as we have our last few minutes left. Your final wrap, who's this car best suited for? Your ratings on it, give us your final thoughts. You know what? I think anybody can drive it if they want to buy it. I don't think there's any uh, ins and outs to the car. It's just a beautiful piece. It's um, super fast. It's exhilarating, fun to drive. It looks good. And if you love Porsche, definitely you'll love this model. There we go. Craig, your wrap-up and rating, who's this car best suited for? Do you like it? Well, first, some good news, Kat. I was wrong at that 178K entry point. It's actually... 173.9, so oh, well, 174 we'll there. We just saved $4,000. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, reliability comes in for me for peace of mind. There's a lot of new, I won't say a lot, there's a handful of new EV manufacturers that will be in our streets in the next two to three years, apparently. 
But again, after 70 year old brand and consider consideration, that's a big factor when buying something like this. Uh, you don't want it to be in the shop all the time. You want to have uh, full use. So reliability is key. Another thing would be the drivability for me to wrap this up would be the precision, the steering, the braking, the fit and feel that we've touched on. Uh, it is a true supercar. Well, I'm tempted to ask you uh, what, what speed you got it up to, but uh, you know, we drove around West Vancouver safely, so we will leave it at that for today. But for those of you, again, who are uh, listening, I encourage you to also tune in online and check out the video. There is some amazing footage to go along with this podcast where you can actually see it in action and ooh and ah at the features as we saw them unfold in front of us with our cameras running speaking of our cameras running we are going to hopefully i would you come back and do this again chris can we have you back oh yeah i would love to excellent craig you'll Thanks join us as me. well game on well uh, this will be great i can't wait to see what you review next because this is already exciting and to be able to do cars and and see what else is out there with two experts such as yourself thank you so much for joining us today and to our listeners out there on Catherine bar thank you for tuning in i hope you will come back again for our second episode until then, please stay in touch and save me a smile.